Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is X-Men for the NES. The Uncanny X-Men was developed by Maybe Pixel and published by LJN in North America in December of 1989. Yeah, this is one of the mysterious subcontracted uh, yes. developers, right? I, I saw some people think it's Atlas, possibly. Wow. But I... There is no paper trail to tell us who was the real developer, though. I don't blame them. No, I don't either. <laughs> and uh, you might be asking yourself, what about North America's friends? Over in the PAL territories and, and Japan. When did they get this game? Who knows? There's no record of it. I don't even know if really? you guys did. Wow, man. I mean, due so to licensing <laughs> rights, there's a good chance you didn't. Right, right. Or maybe yeah. over uh, in England, it was, you know, changed into an Excalibur game. Yeah, maybe. If, if any changes could probably almost 100% only be good. Now, we have briefly talked about uh, LJN before, the Norman J. Lewis company. <laughs> and... Uh, well, this is this is the type of game that they really get their reputation for. Yeah, this is, I mean, it really uh, is just a, a crappy game with a license slapped on top of it. You know, we haven't, I mean, I guess we had Friday the 13th, which was, uh, at least was somewhat interesting. Right, in and Jaws. Ways. And Jaws, yeah. So you might think they're not that bad, but the vast majority like this or Back to the Future or... Right, right. Now, the lineup of this game is similar to the arcade game that came out. And around the same time. Yeah, this is like 80s X-Men. It was more specifically based, uh, many people think, on a pilot for a show called X-Men Pride of the X-Men. Yeah, I remember seeing this. And if you do get a chance to see that, watch it, because the animation is amazing on it. <laughs> but uh, that is where all of the character designs came from for that, for the arcade cabinet. Right, right. That everyone knows and loves. Gotcha. Uh, those designs did not trickle down to this video game very well though and then uh the only other thing i could find of note about the history or uh making of this game is that it was the last ljn game uh released before it was acquired by acclaim oh okay this was the swan song then huh i guess well i think they still released a few under the ljn name oh it okay. just wasn't when it was a their own company their own man before they were bought out Ugh. their magnum opus right here folks All right, Nick, what kind of game is the Uncanny X-Men for the NES, besides crappy? <laughs> well, Eric, it's uh, it's just an overhead shooter, kind of, pretty much. Uh, well, no, because half of your characters don't shoot. Yeah, I mean, they should, but almost everything else does. But you're moving around overhead action, you know, you get a little exploration, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... It's kind of in the, the same vein as like a commando. Yeah, yeah as far as perspective is is concerned. And you do shoot with half your characters, but this is a game where you get to choose one of six characters. That's right. I mean, we should also mention it can be one or two players. Yes. And in this game, you can jump with five of those characters. Yep. For some reason. Right? Like I. <laughs> yeah. The jump is uh, just a very minimal thing. It's to get you over one block gaps. Sure. I guess. I, I barely ever, I couldn't quite figure out the jumps, so I stayed away from them. And then uh, one of your characters can fly, but we'll get to all of this here in just a moment when we talk about all the characters. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, every character has an attack, mm -hmm. and that is, you know, the opposite of your jump button. Yeah. Um, Some of the characters <laughs> shoot a beam, while the others have a close-range punch yeah, attack yeah. action. Melee attack, if you will. Now, when you are playing this game with one player, you are given a second-player computer-controlled co-op character. Yeah, their AI is not the best, but you can switch between them on the fly to move around, you know. Yeah, you hit select, and then you can go from one to the other. So, in a way, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of actually cool ideas here. <laughs> yeah. They, they just didn't make it to the surface. <laughs> and then there is an inventory in this game. Sometimes you will need keys to progress through areas. Yeah. Uh, and you can access that by hitting the start button, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, we should say also that that start button is also the only way that you can see your life totals. 
Yeah, while I am a fan of a minimalistic UI. Right, right. You know, I don't like a HUD that's just too much of the screen. I did, this one does take it a bit far in the other direction. Yeah, it's like, just give me the life meter for crying out loud. Now, when you are gallivanting around the levels of this game, there are a few uh, items that you can pick up. They are dropped by enemies you kill. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be just kind of random. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're pretty generous with the drops, generally, I found. But... Oh, yeah. and Well, they kind of have to be, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is, uh, of course, a health drop. Yeah, it looks like a little E. It's like an energy cell, according to the manual. And they fill your health all the way up. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, they're pretty frequent, and that helps a lot because some of your characters are very fragile. Yes. Now, another big help is the invincibility. I don't. It looks like a bunch of yellow discs with a red disc in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I always think it looks like a fireball or something like moving down. But oh yeah, it uh, it is a force shield. So yeah, get that straight away. Well, anytime you get it, uh, not only does it protect you from enemies that hit you or shoot at you it also will let you walk over lava without getting hurt yeah we're like electro barriers yes so those are very important especially if you are the non-jumping character oh yeah yeah well and it's very important because there are certain barriers that you know their timing isn't set it's random so it's very hard to precisely get through them without just taking a bunch of damage so it's yeah. almost always best to just farm around in front of it till you get one and then walk through yes and to note, you can get any of these items if you'd want to just farm for like, I don't know, 45 seconds to a minute. Sure, yeah. And the game, believe me, it's happy to keep spawning guys to <laughs> to go at it with. So, you know, you can abuse that. For sure. Now, to help with the farming, sometimes those enemies will drop a bomb. Yeah. And it the, looks like a bomb. Yeah, smart bomb. It'll kill everything on screen. Pretty nice. Very handy. And that definitely helps with uh, getting more and more of these items. And then there is a slightly less useful in a item, and that is the freeze yeah, the or stasis bomb, as the oh, okay. thing calls it. But uh, yeah, it'll just freeze all the enemies on screen. So that's, you know, somewhat nice. You can kill them quickly and, I guess, run through. Mm -hmm. Or avoid them. Yeah, which is probably the better option. Most of the time it is. And then finally, you have the last item, and that is uh, the magnet. Yeah, you'll see a little magnet. It's the magnetic mine. Um, this will freeze you. Uh, it's a prank by magneto i guess or i don't it's know a surefire way to take some damage that's for, that's that's certain yeah avoid these like the plague and that is it for items in this game yeah so deal with it there are no extra men to be found in the levels no and once you lose a character they're pretty much gone unless you use a certain exploit right to get Correct. them back but yeah which is pretty rough but that does allow you to have more than one life in the game yeah you have three then i guess technically yeah because you would be going with sets each time. Yeah, yeah. Bring back dead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either because, uh, as you'll soon find out, we probably both cheated when we played. <laughs> as best I could, really. <laughs> now, there is really only one reason that anyone ever even looked at this game. Or you're even listening to this podcast. <laughs> and that's because this game features the X-Men. They were, they were really big. I mean, they still are, but this is when they were really coming out, you know, in the mainstream kind of comics. Yeah. It was before the super explosion of the 90s, the Jim Lee era, blue and gold team. Yeah, yeah. But this was definitely after their ascension to the heart of the Marvel Universe with uh, Chris Claremont and the Phoenix Saga and all those things. I mean, yeah, and this was the team that, like, I first learned, when I first learned of the X-Men, these were the people I associated it with and... And became a fan thereof. Yeah, agreed. It was not the snowball-looking Iceman or the hairless beast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, uh, really, you get to choose between all six characters and uh, two at a time. Now, if you're playing two-player, mm -hmm. you each choose one character. Yeah, yeah. And when you choose the character, you will be greeted with a select screen. It has a picture of each one, their stats and information, and a little bit about them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. In fact, it is the coolest part of this game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, the graphics here are great. Yeah, yeah. If you rented this game as a young child mm -hmm. and you put it in and were a little unsure and got to this point, you were reassured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, that really looks like, I mean, you would say it really looks like Wolverine. Yeah. Those but then I'm sure your young boy heart would be broken <laughs> by the actual gameplay. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's talk about these characters and what they do in the game. Yeah. Of course, let's start with everyone's now favorite X-Men. Right, right. But at the time was still very popular. And that is Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. And according to the video game, he has full power. Yeah, for his like attack power. And then he has like medium endurance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like those should be swapped. Right. Well, and maybe regenerate. 
I don't know if you really want to get technically into it, but I mm-hmm. guess you could you could represent that as just a longer life bar than he's got. Now his speed is up there towards the top, but his willpower is very very low. You know how does the willpower factor in? Does to it this or, game? I yeah, don't. Have, I, don't know. I have no clue if any of these stats actually have a bearing on the gameplay. The only one I could really uh, vouch for is endurance because that's pretty much just your life meter. So. Okay, and I think there is a difference in speed of the characters as well. I could see that. Now this says his name is Logan. That his height is 5'3", and weight is 195 pounds, which is very different than the huge jacked man that yeah. plays him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that is, while I do like Hugh Jackman's performance and his portrayal of the Wolverine, Yeah, I do miss the days of the very short, squat Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, different interpretation for sure. Indeed. And with the X-Men returning to the Marvel fold in the cinematic universe, there's a chance we may, may get a short, unattractive Wolverine, but... I really yeah. got it. We'll see, man. I don't. I I kind of feel like they should get away from. You know, you're not going to get another Hugh Jackman. I mean, maybe you would, but it seems like too risky. You know, right? Like now, do something different, so it's not compared as much. I have one more question for you about Wolverine. And did you purposely wear this Wolverine shirt today? No, I didn't even think about <laughs> it. But it's uh, a longtime favorite of mine, and uh, it's a pretty goofy picture of the Wolverine himself. Yes, it is great, and it's uh, ridiculousness. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Back to uh, the Wolverine. His birthplace is unknown since has changed. And the powers include quick healing through cell regeneration, adamantium skeleton and claws, and super accurate sense of smell. Yeah, all very, uh, you know, accurate power descriptions, I would say. And then how do those play out in the game? I mean, not at all. You just have a life meter and a close attack when you walk around. Yes, indeed. Uh, Next up, we have Cyclops. And Cyclops is your leader of the X-Men. His picture is great. It's the classic blue and gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was my one of my, my main go-to character when I was playing, actually. Well, because he has a great beam. His power level, though, is only halfway up, along with his endurance, little higher speed, and again, willpower, all right in the middle, as you would expect from the wet noodle that is yeah. <laughs> Scott Summers. Yeah, yeah. He was the average kind of guy, at least in, in this game. They've interpreted him that way. Now, in his name, they do insert a nickname. They call him Scott Slim Summers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That seems like it might be vaguely familiar from a Marvel card or something, but I don't ever remember hearing anyone call him Slim. Or... Maybe Wolverine as a joke, but I don't, I don't remember either. It's a lame nickname. He was born in Anchorage, Alaska, and his power is that he can project beams of ruby-colored concussive force from eyes after exposure to sunlight. Yeah. I don't think the sunlight thing has anything to do with him anymore. I was going to say, I didn't remember that either. Like, solar powered. I mean, I guess whatever it makes as much sense as not doing anything. <laughs> now, in the game, his powers are represented by a beam he shoots instead of punching. You know, full screen, you know. But uh, apparently he hasn't been doing leg day, and he <laughs> cannot jump at all. Well, I, I, yeah, and the um, he doesn't have a very long life bar, and it seems to take a lot more damage. Like, any of the three shooters seem to... To me, like it's like a few hits and you're dead. I wonder if that's most. what the willpower is. Maybe, yeah. Or I, who knows? But next up, we have a friend of the show, Bill's favorite, the Nightcrawler. Yes, yeah. And he has no power. He's a rough character, man. Like and he's so almost weak. no endurance. <laughs> yeah, is is you're lucky to take two hits and not die. But his speed and willpower are through the roof. They're at the top, and his name, of course, is Kurt Wagner. Uh, yeah, they have his birthplace as the Bavarian Alps, and his power is to teleport through matter over distances carrying limited mass. P.S. Olympic class acrobat. Mm-hmm. So did Pretty you acrobat. use this guy much? Or? Uh, just to test out the fact that his powers are represented in the game with the ability to pass through walls. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. I barely used him because I tried him a few times, and, and especially poor Abby when I tricked her into playing two-player. Uh-huh. And I, would you would just die almost immediately yes. every time? Because well, I mean, if you don't just die immediately from the pits, but oh right, right, we'll get to that. Yeah, very rough character and does not get great representation in this game. Unfortunately, no. Now a little better is the Iceman. Yeah, I use Iceman a few times. You know, he's another shooter. Yes, and uh, his power, endurance, speed, and willpower all are again all right in the middle. Okay. Now Robert Bobby Drake, that is a correct nickname. <laughs> yeah. But it is for most people named Robert that are young. Yeah. Uh, he was born in Long Island, New York, and his power is to project intense coldness from body, forms, atmospheric moisture into objects at will. Hmm. Very awkwardly phrased, yeah. but fairly <laughs> accurate for the time. Yeah, yeah. 
He has since been uh, shown to be a omega level mutant, which can uh, change yeah. the very atomic structure of water and other things. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like at this point in the game, my most of my familiarity from, with Iceman came from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So yes, I was semi-familiar with him through that. That world, his main power is to slide around on <laughs> ice bridges. Yeah, which would be all over the city. Yeah, it's dangerous. Spider-Man's webbing like is dissolves in an hour. Yeah, kinetically. Yeah. So like these huge ice sleds would just collapse under the heat eventually and fall down, possibly injuring people. Yeah, very possibly. It's reckless. Well, maybe they're, like, very hollow or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just melts them behind him as he goes, like, when he's done with them. Or maybe Firestar does. That's true. Yeah. Cleanup crew. But, yeah, I mean, Iceman is a another shooter. Shoots a beam of ice, I'm presuming. But yep. he also has a weird his fly thing. Yeah. Do you use this at all? Like Not on purpose. Yeah, same here. I did it a few times where it seems like you're moving a little faster. You move in a line, but you, you can still get hit and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't... I couldn't find a, an advantage or a location to take advantage of it. No, not at all. Right on. Sounds about right. Uh, then we have Colossus, star of the two Deadpool films. Yeah, yeah. And his power and endurance are through the roof. Yes. But his speed and willpower are at the bottom of the barrel. He definitely has the longest life bar. Yeah. And takes the least damage from hits. So it's a. he's the only one of the close-up characters I had any luck with. Yes, my son used him and... Uh, he found that if you just hold down the turbo button as you move around with him, oh yeah, that's the way to do. Okay, okay, you can kill most things that way. Yeah, I I got a, a weird kind of feel for him. You know, I, I was just kind of screwing around, but then you know I made it through a good chunk of this level. I was like, all right, I, I kind of get it. Where I was able to semi accurately punch to the left and right, but up and down, not so much. <laughs> yeah. So I just tried to approach them all from the sides, but it worked out all right. And of course, his name is Piotr Rasputin, and he is. Uh, he weighs five hundred pounds. I'm, I'm hoping fella. that's in metal mode. Right. I would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was born in Siberia, of the USSR. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And his power is to convert his body into organic steel-like substance with superhuman strength and resistance to injury. It's pretty sweet. Yep. And he's just very strong in the yeah. game. Big tough fella. Next up, we have our final entrant, and that is Storm. Yeah. And- this is a super powerful, uh, another shooter as well. Indeed. And it is the awesome 80s storm rocking the white mohawk. One of my favorites of all time. I think that is my storm. Like when I think of storm growing up, that was the storm I knew. And it's the one I liked the most of all of her designs. Yeah. I mean, once the animated series came out and they went with the other storm, you know, I was always kind of against it because you have to give a weird like druidic soliloquy before you use any of your powers. Or... Right. Gets kind of kind of annoying, I thought. And uh, she stole the Banshee's cape. Like I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. That, that's not a really good cape design. I understand uh, I, for flying, I guess. You're just trying to look cool, like. But know. a mohawk and a short leather jacket is way cooler. Yes, hardcore. Now Storm, she again, like many of the characters in this game, has stats right down the middle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they gave stats if only like two of the characters <laughs> deviate from right down the middle. It's a trick, man. They're tricking you. Indeed, they did. And her name is, of course, Aurora Monroe. And they have her birthplace as New York City. Oh, yeah? And I'm not sure if she was born in New York City to parents of African royalty lineage or how that worked out. But she did live in New York City a bunch as a child. Okay. I always thought it was she was like worshipped as a goddess in Africa, right? Yeah, on the plains. Yeah. Down in Africa. (laughs) Yeah. But agreed. Uh, and this also could be, you know, just a storyline change that was happening in the late 80s. Sure. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, she. this is possibly when she was the leader of the Morlocks. Yeah, maybe, man. If you recall that strange saga. And that wraps up all of the characters that are in the game uh, that are the heroes. Because there are a few super villains that make appearances. And we'll talk about those a little later in the level by level. Sure. Yeah. Well, Nick, this game is widely regarded as hot trash across the internet, (laughs) but it does feature a very well-known brand that is a visual thing, the X-Men. They are a comic book. That's true. Did LJN spend enough money to get some actual art of the X-Men into this manual? 
Um, I would say they did, actually. The manual is pretty solid. Uh, it has a bunch of, like, it's all in comic book font. Oh, cool. And it has, you know, when it's explaining the controls and stuff, it'll have, like, a little, like, Nightcrawler head who will be like, hey. Now, is this a drawn Nightcrawler head? Yeah, they look straight out of the old comic style. You know what awesome. I mean? Like, it's, it doesn't look like they recreated them. It looks like just real straight up X-Men. So Wonderful. So they did spend a little money there. Or yeah. perhaps they just stole it. Yeah, yeah. well, either way, you know, and it, it does a, a good enough job of explaining the few game mechanics and the items and stuff. But, you know, and there's like, of course, like a character section where it's right. got, you know, similar to the ones we kind of went through. You know, it's more about the character, not the character in the game. Right. Now, do they go over the enemies or the bosses at all? They do. They have a, you know, you get a picture of all the bosses and how they would, you know. But what about the enemies? No, there's not really things about the enemies. Okay. So I, I don't know what they are, Okay, <laughs> most of them. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, for what you get, it's, it's pretty solid. And, you know, it would do a great job of really getting your hopes up on that car ride home from the rental place. Now, one last question. Uh, we haven't talked about it at all. But, uh, but does this manual at any point mention the final, final level? A secret game. thing. I I think there's a hint towards it existing, you know, but but not as an express. There's no express way to achieve it written in the manual. I don't think so. Okay, no. because there's spoiler alert. Not in the game either. Right. Well, there was supposed to be, but they screwed it up. But yeah. You know, well, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with the Uncanny X-Men for the NES? Um, I rented it and hated myself for two days because I chose it over many other games. I thought this was a solid bet. As did I. This was, uh, I think, a common theme amongst children of our age, that the box for this looked so good. Yeah, yeah. You had the X-Men drawn, bursting out. Yep. Ready for action. Straight out of the comics, man. And, you know... And like I said, once you put this game in, all hopes was not lost. It had a few brief uh, cool, good screens, I guess. But once you started that game up, especially if you did not have the manual, it just was, for me at the time I rented it, it was almost E.T. level of obtuse. Right. Well, and it, it was a game that had the right kind of features to really make me think it would be awesome. Like on paper, you're like, well, you get to choose your characters, you get teams, you go on missions. That's awesome. They all have their powers. And I think we were in the same boat where rentals for us, while we did get them every once in a while, it wasn't, you know, an every week kind of thing. Right. You wrung out every minute that you could out of a rental game. And yeah. a lot of games that weren't that great, you still just powered through. You played it as much as you could. You get the most out of your limited time with these, uh, you know, rented games. But here, this was a game where... I I played it a little, obviously, in front of my parents to make them feel like they didn't waste their money. Right. But I was, I was not having it for fun. That's for certain. Yeah. You know, I had my friend over. We tried to play a two-player. I remember, like, the next day maybe, like, playing it a little bit and being like, well, maybe I just didn't understand something. Yeah, maybe one of these other levels, yeah, you know. But ultimately, it was a major disappointment. And it was one that stuck with me and I think much of our generation as a, as a huge, huge disappointment. I, yeah, it was a uh, front runner for the worst game ever, you know, for a long time uh, amongst me and my group of friends. Right. Especially because our expectations, I think, were so high going in as children to this franchise and this property. Yeah. Yeah. It was later dethroned, I think, by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But that's another story. So then what was your more recent experience with this uh, game, Nick? Oh, I mean, I played it off and on for a couple of days. Like, oh, you've got multiple days. Yeah, well, I these weren't very long sessions because okay. of the frustration <laughs> right. associated with it. But, uh, you know, I, I did not beat it. Um, I played all the levels, and I almost beat one. Right. I, I'm in that same boat. I played all the levels. Uh, I got to a boss, and okay. I watched a full playthrough. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, I tricked my son into playing it as well. <laughs> And his hopes were dashed because at first he was like, how come you never talk about this game? And I, I kind of brushed that off. Right. And he's like, oh, man, you can pick your character. This is sweet. Uh, and then he started playing it. And then he walked into a pit and died. <laughs> yeah. The, there's so much that's so wrong with this game. Like, So, of course, no, I did not beat this game. Um, I just Even with save states, it, it, was, it was maddening. I just kept playing it. I actually didn't really cheat because I thought I, I was getting there for a minute, but then I just decided I was so angry at this game and its creators that I just quit. But <laughs> that is 
Definitely understandable. I played some two-player uh, with Abby very briefly, but she immediately was so frustrated that and angry that she died so fast with all of the Although I tried to get her to pick someone like Colossus, she kept picking like Nightcrawler or Storm, and then would just get creamed right away. And yeah. Then you're done. You're It's over. <laughs> uh, my son played this solo for about 10 minutes, and then uh, we played it two-player for about five, and that was about all he wanted to do. Yeah, it's tough, man. <laughs> Well, here we are once again in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd like to start by saying, ah, yeah, that's it. That, yeah, that's it's... so little about this game is done right. And I really hate to jump on the internet bandwagon. I wanted to go into this game hoping to find something that I could be like, yeah, well, you know, it is bad in these ways, but there's these other things that almost make it good. But, it's the, just... but they aren't there. No, I mean, you really want the characters to be more different. I don't know. It seems like it would be a lot of fun. It's a neat idea for a, a simple game where you're like, I'm just playing with the X-Men. We're going on these missions. Okay, that's cool. But yeah. then it's like you do everything wrong from the graphics and the level design and the play control and like everything is just stacked against you. Like every way you would measure a game almost. It's <laughs> yes. there is offensive. Really nothing fun about playing this game. Not really. Uh, like you're trying to give it a chance, say, and you're in the, these levels that are just like these hodgepodge collections of background sprites. Some, most of the time, I have no idea if that's a rock, a pit. What am I doing? Is this? No, exactly. It, until it, you run over it, you're, you're just, who knows what it is. It almost looks like you fed in the background sprites to a game and it glitched and just randomly <laughs> created a bunch of levels. Yeah, there's, there's like no rhyme or reason to the most of them. And they frequently look like you're, you would think, oh, there's a gap in this wall. I can go through here. But no, that's just nothing. You're just looking for manholes. And sometimes the screen scrolls, but you, there's really no way to tell if it's going to do it or not until you get right up there. Yeah, and then your chief way of moving between areas are these holes, these weird-looking hole things. Yeah, yeah. And so much of this game becomes a horrible door maze because of that. Generally, yeah. that's You just wander around like hoping that eventually you'll get to an end where you can find one of the keys. Mm -hmm. Now, something that's really funny that I forgot to mention in uh, the personal history segment was that in in my mind, I haven't played or looked at this game in so long right. that my memory of the graphics was some was was different. Like I had thought that they were like overhead Zelda style. Right, yeah. Like one square. Yeah, yeah. And hilariously that would have been better than what they actually are which is a <laughs> two sprite wide bizarre rectangle of a character yeah so you get a lot of weird um hit detection especially with the melee characters like i said attacking up and down is a really risky gambit <laughs> yeah and turning from the side to uh vertical or down to shoot is also just the timing on it is very bizarre yeah it's i mean you're best off with a shooting character, but even that doesn't mean you're, like, well off, you know? Correct. Oh, we did forget to mention that Storm can fly. Oh, she can fly as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, over all the, the obstacles or, that are uh, lava. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But that's, you know, barely helpful. The, the backgrounds are so cluttered, and you have such a high enemy respawn rate. Yes. Like, it's they're not worth fighting. Like, you will be overwhelmed. There's one level, I think it's second level, mm -hmm. subterranean, whatever. It's like you start with enemies right on top of you. Like yes. it is so hard to not instantly die. And these are all what I would consider like early Atari or computer enemies. Yeah, whatever they are. They yeah. are not <laughs> things the X-Men would fight. Eventually you fight some looks like guys in underwear. Something. Yeah, and if, I mean, but for the most part you're just fighting shapes, snakes, yeah. like <laughs> snake balls, ball snakes, like that look straight out of like a one screen game. These all look like one screen game enemies. Yeah, yeah. And the turrets, there are turrets everywhere. Some of them pop out of the ground and stuff. But if you if you think you're going to kill one of them, it's not happening. Like, they're no. pretty much invincible, and they're filling the screen with bullets anyways. And when you get hit by a bullet or an enemy, you have this weird, like, jerk, you know, yeah. flinch thing that happens where you it, like, moves you back a whole tile and then returns you. Like, it's really weird. Mm -hmm. And if you're at the edge of the screen when a turret's hitting you, then you can get trapped in, like, a almost instant death situation yeah or if you get knocked back into another enemy and it'll start chaining it and like, there's many ways to die in this game very quickly very not to mention which we already mentioned the pit deaths which are instant and totally undetectable yeah you... i mean I, I take that back there is a thing there 
But you never know if that thing is floor, a wall, or a death. Yeah, you kind of just got to figure it out the hard way, and which sucks because with all the enemies in the pits and stuff, it really, it, this is more of just a race game. Like, you just want to run through here. It's not worth fighting anything unless you're looking for power-up. Correct. And really, it's just memorizing the route between all these areas to get to the boss of the area. And then at the end, end of that thing, the one cool thing they could have done was like, oh, each boss has set off a timer, like a bomb. You got to get back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But they always give you a door that's right back to the first area, and you have like five minutes of time to get through a 20-second area <laughs> spot. Yeah. So they, they even take away that that one cool thing at the at the end of the level. Yep, yep. To be honest, I was I mean, I, I feel like I would have been, had I actually beaten a level, so happy to get out yeah. that I wouldn't have minded. But. And then we, we should say that you do get to choose the level you, you go into. There's a practice level. Yep. And then there are four levels to, to choose from. Yeah, and the, the I think the practice level is how you get characters back, right? Like you enter it, and then you can select a dead character. Yeah. And then you can exit the practice, uh, practice level to return them to life, I guess. To the roster. So we will talk about the level in greater detail, but the one big glaring problem with this game, on top of the play control, the graphics, the sound, all of that, <laughs> is the fact that what you are doing in these four levels is defeating sub bosses to get to the mastermind the main villain of the x-men right magneto himself indeed and originally you were going to be given clues at the end of each level that spelled out what you needed to do to find the end level the secret fifth level yeah i mean you still get these messages that are just kind of weird and vague but originally parts of them were highlighted in red yes and if you collected the four parts from the four levels uh they would spell out a message to give you the hint to get to the fifth level which you can't just choose no you have to have a very specific set of button presses yeah but the specific uh the red letters will spell out a thing that tells you to check the label of the game when there's actually and printed right down there with all the like copyright material is a thing, a little code that says B plus up plus start. When you combine that with the red letters that tell you to press select and plus check the label, we would hit all these buttons to take you to the fifth and final level. But I'm guessing most people had no clue that this existed because they don't mention it in the manual. And they don't have the letters in red. There you go. So even if they said it, it's not there. Like you'd have to, like it, it was, uh, they screwed it up and it, it really sucks. The only real hint is that there's a misspelled where it says able and it's spelled A-B-E-L. Oh. And that's like part of the chunk that spells label. And that's why it's actually not like a true spelling error. Gotcha. So I don't know. It was, it's an even cooler prank that if you were going to try to beat this horrible game and you made it that far and then there's just no way to figure it out. Like you'd have to check it out online or something. Yeah. And I don't even remember that being mentioned in, in Nintendo Power or anything. I don't either because it, I, I kind of like it for its jerkiness. Like, I, I don't know. I find something hilarious about it. Well, it's but... another one of these things where they almost did something cool. Right, right. But nothing about it works. Yeah, it was like, um, you know, it, it made me wonder if this is a copyright protection thing, mm. you know, or, you know, or like in what Star Tropics, I think, came with that map or thing where if you got it wet to see right. the final code or whatever, you know, I mean, that that was kind of cool, I guess. This They failed here, that's for certain. Yes, they did. Well, here we are in the level by level portion of our show. And wow, there are five levels. And we are going to go through them briefly, but sure, yeah, we're not going to talk about each individual pain because that would be truly a pain. Well, and I mean, these levels are pretty large, actually, um, in a random, confusing way. And I found that I was saying the same thing about most of them anyway. So. Correct. But if you uh, need to, luckily, the maps are online. Yeah. And I mean, again, normally I would say a large level. That's awesome. But here, it's just like, it's just disjointed random screens almost. Like, you don't really get a sense of place. I mean, you kind of do, I guess. It's ruined city-ish. And level one is Future City Street Fight. Yeah. It's a great name for a level. I think so. But the level itself is pretty boring. The vast majority of it is just rubble or walls. Uh, yeah. Gray yeah. on gray. And then the final part is red inside a place, maybe? I. That's really where it gets hard to tell where you can walk and can't what are rocks walls and stuff um, there are some pipes 
This one's the farthest I got. Um, I managed to get both the keys. Yes. And then I got back to the gate that was supposed to open, and it wouldn't open. I couldn't feel. This is when I got really mad and just gave up because I was like, I'm going to stick with this. <laughs> I'm going to beat this level. And I mean, I checked the facts, the maps, and I, I know I had the two keys. I, I kept, I don't know. I just got frustrated and quit. Like, I don't know why. You know that yellow <laughs> gate that's like yeah. opens to get, let you down to the boss, right? Yeah. And you just have two keys. I, I had them all. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, and the boss of this level is Boomerang, right? It is. Famed X Men bad guy boomerang the human with no powers <laughs> now boomerang is a spider-man villain uh, right right he was in the uh fearsome foes of spider-man I, b b team to the right. sinister six right right and his power is that he can throw things really well i mean that's more than i can do i guess but <laughs> and uh in this version he looks like a pro wrestler kind of right and he does throw boomerangs now, from my viewing of the videos of this, it seemed like you just walk up to him or most bosses and just start slamming on the attack button. Yes. Is that... Of the video I saw, they stayed away from them and shot them a bunch. But oh, okay. Pretty okay. much the same thing. Gotcha. And uh, when you defeat him, uh, there is a bomb that's set, a timer goes off, but a new hole appears that takes you back to that very first area. That's awesome. <laughs> and and you, you get like a computer disk, right? That's what your secret message is on? Yes, yes. Uh, and then you beat the level and you're given like that little message. Right. This message says another success. Remember, you should always seek the advice of the leader of the X-Men, Professor X, if you are not able to make it to the final mission. And that's the misspelled able you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, guys. Now, if you go into go in order, level two is subterranean confrontation. And this is like the green level, I think. Yes, it is the green level. It and does. that is no joke. This level is 99% green with a little <laughs> bit of lava thrown in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I guess it looks kind of sewerish if you're going off that. Um, yes. Now, there is a very dark green, maybe a brown area towards the end. Mm. That's where you're going to find the boss. Uh, you know, you might be saying, why aren't you guys talking about the enemies you find in these areas? We don't know what they are. Uh, I, you're going to fight some things that bounce around. You're going to fight some ball snakes. Sure. Stuff sure. shoots things at you. And then yeah. there's the turrets. The little ball snake ones are weird, too, because you have to shoot them in the head only. They can be yep. kind of hard to kill, like, because they'll, and, yeah, they have a weird pattern. Everything has a weird pattern. A lot of things are slower than they should be. A lot of things are faster <laughs> than they should be. Yeah, but this... honestly, eventually you do fight some humanoid characters. I don't yeah. know if it's here, but I... they're very generic-looking dudes. This level is one where it really, like, tries to murder you right away. As soon as you start, there's, like, three enemies and a turret that are firing and moving right in on you. Like I could only get, this is where I played with Colossus for a bit because I could not survive the beginning 10 seconds of this level with anyone else. Right. You you really need that health to, to make it through or lightning quick reflexes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Then at the end of this level, who is the boss we fight, Nick? I don't know. Well, Nick, it is Sabretooth. Sabretooth himself. Ooh. And he is almost the right colors. But doesn't look much like him at all. It's just a biggish looking guy. He does bounce around a lot, though. Okay. So it looks like you need to run from him and shoot him if you can. I'll have to take your word on it. <laughs> I'm not X-Man enough to get there. Again, you defeat the boss. You, the, you get your little thing. You get a, a message. And that message is, be prepared for your next challenge. You have reached a new level of power from which you must draw the needed skills to conquer the next mission. Ooh. Sounds like more of a message for Goku. Right, right. So, you know, that doesn't help you at all with that final thing. No, no. And uh, you move on to maybe level three. You get to choose your order, so whatever. Level three is the blue zone. Yeah, you're in the, your blue period now. Yep. There is a yellow rooms and some gray rooms. I feel like you're in some sort of like a factory, perhaps. Right, right. I could see that. It's Oh, yeah, it's like a robo center or something. I oh, think. yeah, we forgot the name. The name of this level is Search and Destroy... The Robo Factory. Ah, well. And I'm guessing those guys you fight are robots. You must kill all the robots. Or is this a factory that's run by robots? Oh, that's terrible. Then we're, we're bad guys if we're killing poor factory robots. Yeah, I don't know. But again, blue. You know, this one, not as many areas of death where there are lava or electrical fields. Hey, that's something. It barely is. It barely is. Uh, but at the very end... Of this level, there is yet another famous 
X-Men villain. And that is the Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yes, the Juggernaut himself, who is the same size as all of the previous uh, villains. I feel like he actually kind of looked like the Juggernaut, though, right? Like Color-wise, yes. And he does have that helmet, I think, you know, right. a little bit. But again, not very large. Right. And doesn't he shoot stuff at you? Uh, yes, apparently he uh, is using the power of Sidorak and is projecting them as crimson bands. He's picked up a thing from good Doctor Strange. Uh, hey, whatever it is, he's been learning new tricks because... He chases you around and shoots. Yeah, I mean... So watch out. Yeah, for sure. If you are uh, somehow able to defeat this boss, then you get one more message and you uh, can leave the level. And it's a long message. It is, you managed to break through Juggernaut's screen of defenders by pushing constantly toward your objective. You have beaten the enemy once again. Time to select a new challenge and test your fighting ability. Mm. That sounds like that's like a street fighter in between. <laughs> yeah. You must find a new challenger. <laughs> and then your only option here, if you've beaten those first three levels, is to go to level four. Battle through a living starship. Dun dun. And, you know, maybe you think you are going to visit the Shi'ar or even some sort of brood ship. Right. Well, and didn't like Apocalypse had that living starship for a minute too, right? I think so. So you might think from the title that this is something faithful to the comics. But instead, you are just inside a very generic living creature. Yeah, it looks similar to uh, backgrounds you would see in Life Force or many other, you know, gross inside of thing shooters. But this is a very red, very, uh, you know, just wormy, intestiny-looking floor. It's uh, a little less note, cluttered than most of the other levels. Yes, it's very open, and you do have new uh, portals between st- areas. Oh, yeah, no no more manholes? No, it's just like a big body hole orifice. Gross, okay. It is. <laughs> uh, and then living deep inside this starship, this living starship, is your final sub-boss. And that would be the White Queen herself. Yes, which doesn't really make sense here, but whatever. No. I mean, what is she doing anyway? Like the White Queen. Oh, really? I, I didn't get there, so <laughs> I don't, I'm don't sure. remember. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and this version of the White Queen also has some projectiles. I mean, I guess that's fair enough. You know, they could mm-hmm. be telekinetic somethings, right? Yes, but I I feel like it was it was more like ice. But you know, oh, okay. whatever. Yeah, I'm really not going to quibble with that aspect of the game. <laughs> yeah, th- that's what made it bad. Up until now, I was fine, but they finally crossed the line. Now, when you beat this level and you get that little chip and you get this message, the last of the White Queen's forces have been beaten. Congratulations on a successful mission. You can start a new challenge now. Mm. And this is the point at which you can go no further. Yeah, if you were playing a... If they had released the proper stuff in the game to where those would have had the red letters in those, uh, you know, messages, you could then put them together to get a message that would tell you to look at the label and do the code to get there. And luckily, though, at least that code does work. So you can mm-hmm. put the code in and then you are not given any visual clue that it's happened. You just start a new level. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have to beat all four of these levels before it'll let you get there, right? That is correct. I kept trying to see if I could skip anyways, and it wouldn't let me. So. No. And then you are at Magneto's stage, which I'm guessing is Asteroid M. And this is by far the coolest looking level. It actually looks like a video game level. Right, right. It's sad that it's hidden from everyone's view. Yeah, so so desperately. But this is the one where it has walls you can see. It's blue. There's yellow caution tape. I mean, this actually looks like, I don't know, maybe it was just uh, Stockholm Syndrome (laughs) after watching this Let's Play for so long. But once you got there, I was like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, well, it looks like a place. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Not just a cubist mess or I don't know. And at the end of that place is the famed Magneto himself. I'm sure he's difficult to fight since everything is in this game. Uh, yeah, because he shoots out this weird beam, and sometimes if it hits you, it will it'll make you freeze or, I think, mess with your movement. Okay. Well, that makes sense, kind of, so mm-hmm. something. In addition to hurting you. Right, right. Uh, again, if you somehow have the fortitude to get through this and beat him, you are given one final message, and that is, congratulations. You have saved the world from Magneto and his evil mutants. Humanity is safe for now. Dun, dun, dun. Which, yeah, whatever. Fair enough for a text ending. Um, I think they should refund you the price of the game if you beat it, but that's just me. Was there, like, a good graphic at the end? 
I, I don't remember from I don't even my remember. watch through. And I, I mean, if I made it through, believe me, I would remember. But uh, no, I'm too fragile. Well, well, originally we thought this would be a mini-sode, and we may not do a full review, but <laughs> turns out we are. Sure, let's do it. So, of course, we use the classic reviewing system from Nintendo Power that has four categories, each category with a score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 2.0. Uh, me as well. Um, I think the backgrounds look very bad and are confusing. And the sprites, while you can tell who they're supposed to be, I'll give them that. At yep. least with the X-Men. are Mainly due to coloring, though. Yep. Uh, Not by shape. Hitboxes are all over the place. My note was, doing. what are these things? Because <laughs> that's what I feel about most of what I'm looking at. Like, is this a wall? Is this an enemy? What is this enemy? I mean, honestly, the only reason I went as high as 2.0 is because I actually kind of like the music. It's uh, it's not bad. It's pretty repetitive, but I, yes. they have a kind of jazzy thing to them that uh, I was, like, intrigued. But And then one thing I really forgot to mention during the general chat is that really dings it here is what perspective is this game in? Because you, yeah. you and your characters are in one perspective, but the enemies right. are in another. And the boss is in yet, like, some bizarre third it is a weird like salvador dali-esque sometimes where you're like what's going on in this screen i i don't know now we have play control nick and i went a little lower and gave this a 1.5 i think that would sound about right maybe even lower i don't know it's uh it's really bad, and it's almost the worst part of the game. You yes, know? everything is just so awkward. There is nothing you do that feels right. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's more the level design than the actual play control. I don't know, but the two things do not fit together in a way that you can enjoy. No, and attacking is just a chore. Moving and attacking is just not intuitive anyway, and it's just, I don't know. Nothing about it feels good. Right, right. Now we have challenge factor. I think it'd have to be five, I think. I gave it a 4.5 because um, there are cheats. Like, you can get those men back. Yeah. And, I mean, it does give you a lot of power-ups, but I, I feel mean, like... The... If you memorized, like, if you knew exactly where to go, like, let's say you and I sat down together and you had the maps and I was playing. Yeah. And you were like, uh, top right hole. And I just ran there and then ran to the next thing. Right, and right, the next right. Thing. Like, you could beat this game, I think. Yeah, probably. It's just such a chore. I don't know. I, you, I, it wouldn't be enjoyable in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it could be done. So I'm not going to give it the full 5.0. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. But this game is just so obtuse. Like, you can't even get to the last level with well, the information from the game. You have to cheat, yeah. So that is why, on any level, this game is just... The challenge factor really should be 5 for yeah. that alone. But I mean, <laughs> taking that away, it's just a mess. Uh, as far as it's hard to play, uh, but you know, and it's just challenging to play through. That's really the hardest part. If you're looking for a fire to forge your soul in, this may be it, but otherwise, I don't know. And then our final category is theme and fun. I gave this another 1.5. I think that's fair. It's, it's almost themed well. Like, yeah, but it just ruins so much. It's sad when the select screen is the best part of the game. <laughs> like, choosing the, the, the character is really, like, the high point. It's all downhill from there, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, there's a little bit of theme there, but no fun at all. Not a drop. So, uh, finally, Nick, I ask you, like I do at the end of every show, should yeah. you play this game? No. Um, I, maybe you know almost. It's I actually so said, bad. I said yes. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I think you have to. Like, just to know what everyone says about this game. Is it? Is it the horribleness? Why did this game crystallize itself for so many players? And it can give you kind of a perspective on why maybe some of us uh, old fogies are, are kinder to certain games when you're like, this is not nearly the worst that was out there like right. check it out <laughs> like so. so you know out of morbid curiosity i don't expect you to beat this game and i don't expect you to pay for it i just think you should definitely <laughs> try it out yeah all you can uh, experience all that it has to offer in about 10 minutes or less indeed next week's game will be joe and mac for the super nintendo entertainment system Yes, I'm pre-apologizing to all of our Genesis fans and <laughs> PAL territories. We know we kind of screwed up, but that's the one we played. We're sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
So grab a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, if you want to defend this awesome game to us, uh, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll argue with you. Or let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command. We let you know when the new show drops on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, if you subscribe to the show, which you can do through any of your crazy podcast apps, we are now on SoundCloud, the Google one, the, the, the Apple one. Yeah, all of them. The Stitcher one. We got them. We're on them. So subscribe, tell your friends. They can find us easy. Just look for Cartridge. You don't have to remember two words. Yeah, and they start with the same letter. Indeed. But hopefully you can let some other people know. Help us grow this uh, podcast. We really enjoy the fact that more and more people uh, let us know they like the show and are tuning in from all over this country and all over the world. Yeah, it's um, uh, unexpectedly awesome. Thank you. It is. Now, we love every single fan of the show, but it's those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command that make mm -hmm. this show financially possible. It's all about them. Indeed. I make a short trip down to Nick's Casa to record the show, and you guys help pay for our transportation, our hosting, all the fees that, you know, you don't think about. Yeah. And when I made uh, the trip here today, it was much like playing the game X-Men, where I thought I was almost to the end, but I took in the <laughs> wrong path. And due to the endless construction around Nick's house, I had to make another giant loop. It's so garbled, it looks like one of these X-Men levels. Indeed, it <laughs> in does. In many places. But we thank you so much, because you guys are the reason we can do this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! We'll get to that in general chat.